Journal entry, 3,269. Quarantine day, who knows anymore. I haven't even talked to another human being in so long. It's so lonely here. I wish there was somebody that what I could have there, Kyle. Oh, <laughs> you're here. Uh, one second. End of journal. Signed, Kyle Pepitone. P.S. Run the intro. to another episode of King's Chaos. I am your host, Kyle Pepitone, aka the Kingpin, parentheses, of spades. And today, I am joined here with Jack Powers of the band You Might Be Mine. Jack, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? First of all, thanks so much for having me, Kyle. Yeah, no problem. It's a pleasure to be here with the Kingpin of spades. Yes. (laughs) I'm here in your presence, and it's great. Um, Yeah, no, I'm a my name's Jack Powers. Um, <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been, uh, I, I uh, started the band. You might be mine, um, and uh, yeah, I play drums and I'm studying music at Montclair State. And uh, yeah, I mean, music is kind of my thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how we met. Um, orientation. Yeah. You started talking about like the Beatles and stuff, and I'm like. This seems like a cool kid to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then I found out. Those are the Beatles. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a way to connect. Definitely. Music is definitely a way to connect. So yeah. if you haven't caught on already, we're doing another music themed episode. But this time uh, we have Jack here as a special guest that I'm going to interview about his band and his career as a musician. So. Yeah. We else, we know Jack introduced himself, we know who he is, and we know that he started the band You Might Be Mine. Actually, before we go on, what, yeah. um, where, what do you play as You Might Be Mine for the audience? I know, but what yeah. instruments do you specialize in? Yeah, so I mean, I play, um, I mean, I've been, I've been playing a bunch of different instruments um, for like a long time, but uh, my main focus is drums so in the band i play drums but then i also uh like when we're in the studio i'll play like piano um and recently i arranged strings so i was like a conductor which was really wow yeah nice (laughs) i could i could give you the details of that a little bit later but all right yeah So, so drummer, drummer, and sometimes conductor. <laughs> not very impressive. Very impressive. I did not know. I only knew about drums. I didn't know you actually played piano for the band. I mean, I can see you have a yeah. piano right there in your room, and I knew you played, but <laughs> I, I knew you played, but I didn't know you actually played in studio, which I, yeah. which is pretty cool. And the conductor thing is pretty cool. Yeah. So you, you said. You were one of the founding members of this band, yes, sir. Right? right? Yes, sir. Cool. Because I, I just read an article recently about you guys, and um, it said you brought in a new member from Montclair. I totally did. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is cool um, because I actually, I, I think I remember meeting him like <laughs> last fall before, you know, we weren't allowed yeah. to see people. Right, right. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, you you totally did. Um, uh, yeah, we uh, uh, nothing personal, but uh, the the bass player that we used to have just she wasn't. Um, we we were our our plans for last summer were actually to tour. Oh, and we really? we were gonna do a tour of like New York and um, Philadelphia and um, more of New Jersey than we have been playing. Oh, we were gonna cool. just do like a little yeah. little thing, and then we were we were gonna try to get to Boston too, but literally coronavirus comes in and yeah. none of that happens, right? That would have been so, so while cool. we were oh I know right, and <laughs> while we were planning for this tour, um, our last bass player was just um, we could tell that it just wasn't something that she was really interested in doing right um which is totally fair you know so yeah. like the 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 whole like touring thing isn't for everybody so yeah. um yeah so she wasn't really feeling it anymore and we totally respected that and um uh i i uh, i recommended a guy who i actually played with in the music school at montclair oh yeah which would have been kyle right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. kyle um Kyle played guitar in our in a jazz combo that I was in with him. Different and Kyle, not me. Different Kyle, not <laughs> you. Right. Just to clarify, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, but uh, he he played guitar in that combo, and we bonded over uh, the fact that we both wore Green Day shirts. Oh, nice. So we knew that we had that going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. As one of the founding members, I guess one of your jobs at the very beginning was coming up with a name for the band. So oh, yeah. how did you come up with that name? And more oh, more so on that, what's the meaning behind it? All right. This is a, it's a little bit of a story. Ooh. So when I was, a, when I was a, so we started this in middle school and you know how middle schoolers are, right? Um, eh, I faintly remember. Right, right. <laughs> So, like, it was the, at first, the band was literally just me and a bass player, and we would be jamming all the time because he lived down the street from me. So he'd come over, we'd jam and stuff. And uh, we used to take the bus together to school, right? So we'd be on the bus, and I was talking to him, and I was like, yo, Dan, wouldn't it be so funny if you had a band that was called Um? And he goes, he goes, I mean, I guess maybe I don't, why are you saying that? And I was like, Dan, I'm going to name this band. Um, and he goes, he goes, yeah, okay, maybe. And then I just did it anyway. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we, for a long time, we're just literally the letters U M. Oh, okay. And yeah. We were literally just, um, um, and it was like, a, it was a whole, it was a whole bit because like whenever we would play live, like the people who were introducing us, they'd be like, all right. And now introducing, um, <laughs> and it, you know, so I thought it was I funny. I appreciate that. Right. Yeah. I thought it was funny. It was a thing. But then, uh, we actually, when we went to the studio for the first time to record our EP, we were like, all right, now we're going to put this on Spotify. We're going to do our stuff. And we realized that like, there was already it was already a band that was going by um oh really yeah and like uh. with like copywriting and stuff like you can't really you can't really do that yeah. and it's and also in terms of uh i don't know how into business the people that are listening to this might be but like <laughs> seo like search engine optimization um right like if you look up the letters um like you're not gonna find anything no right? not at all. um yeah <laughs> so um, we were like, all right, we're going to have to rebrand, guys. <laughs> Tears. And, yeah, no, seriously. Like, we were going to have to let the bit go, and it was going to be sad. So 
Um, so, um, yeah, so we parted ways with that. And what we did was we were like, all right, when, we, when I came up with that name, we didn't have lyrics. We were just jamming. So right. now that we have lyrics, let's base our name off of like the thematic ties of all of our songs. And it just oh, so okay. happens that a lot of our songs are about like, you know, like romances that don't go so well, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, stuff that, you know, you know, it's, it's not, not like particularly like, you know, like straight up love stuff. And right. uh, uh, it was, it was actually Gabby that suggested you might be mine as a phrase. And then what I did with that was I was like, wait a minute, if we, instead of making it the word you, we use the letter U. We could still have U M right as like the first two. <laughs> yeah. So 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 that that's why if you look on like our website or if you look at like some of the some of the earlier designs that we were putting out, uh, the letters U and M are red, uh, and the rest of the word is black because it was like, look, it's still um, but it's <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. that's smart. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, so we we did that and then but it's it's also funny too because Gabby gave it was one of those things where it just clicks because Gabby says that and I said, "Wait a minute." And I literally ran got a piece of paper and just drew the logo. Which like, is the heart and the question mark, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally was just like I was like that's it. Yeah. Like that's it, guys. Like, I, I really I, just, I really do like that the logo. Thank you. And Thank you, you, you do a lot of the designs, right? I remember you telling yeah, me I do that all you them. did, yeah, for the covers and stuff. Yeah, I do all of them. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, I just, I mean, I, I've always been like into art and stuff, but um, yeah. it's, uh, so it's really cool to get to do that. Right. In a, yeah. And like a, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that would benefit me too, if I ever started a band, because I am an animation major. So like I would yeah, have that right, right, right down. Yeah, no, and I I keep telling people that um like the skills of learning how to like make videos right yeah. and like make work with like images and stuff and like design things, dude. Those skills are so important if you're yeah. trying to like start anything on your own in the age of the internet. Being able to like make videos to promote yourself and um, animations, if yeah. you can do that, man, like that is such an incredible skill to have right yeah it's de yeah. definitely because like it's very hard to outsource stuff when you're just beginning and you like really can't for lack of a better word like pay somebody oh yeah no absolutely absolutely and and at the same time too like uh it's i've found that it's been really nice to have like the creative control of being able to like make a brand for yourself right you know and uh like I like back when we were uh, back when we were working more on like our website and everything. Like I designed a font for us. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's all about branding. Nice. <laughs> Making yeah. it look professional. You know. Yeah, I gotta. I probably have to do some work on that. I definitely <laughs> have some branding plot holes or pot. Uh, yeah, branding potholes that uh need to be filled. And you know what? It's a process. Yeah, that's just how definitely. <laughs> So now that yeah. we understand why, or now that we have your naming convention and how yeah, your whole right. branding thing is, what like got you into the idea of 
like what was other than just jamming with your friend what was your initial idea or inspiration to start a band like why did you want to start this how did you go about this and like what people did you draw from like as influence mm -hmm. in order to start off yeah um so first of all i i have i gotta say that my uh my dad is the one that got me into playing drums oh cool yeah he um he played drums in a band in high school and uh they did he, he he told me like when i was a little kid he used to tell me stories about how they did one basement show and they played like van halen and rush <laughs> and all that all the good like classic rock yeah. stuff and um yeah so he like told me stories about that and then uh he bought me a drum set when i was a kid so um having that influence from my dad um was uh that was that was definitely something that pushed me into being like, yeah, like maybe being in a band would be pretty cool. But then, um, I got, I got really into green day. Right. And, as you do. and that, yeah, as you do, <laughs> right. As like really, as you do. And that was, um, yeah, I, I remember listening to them so much and I would play all of their music all the time. Like I, I literally, I had all their stuff on my iPod, um, and I would put on my iPod with my headphones and I would just play straight through like entire albums of their music yeah. um and that is how i started playing with the bass player which originally like formed this band um right. uh we um we he would come down the street uh he'd come over and we would like literally we would play through green day albums like oh, there was, cool. i remember one time he came over and we played like dookie like front to back nice i, re yeah. I think i remember you telling me that yeah dude like that like seriously green day green day really did pull us together yeah. on that one and then <laughs> yeah and then and then like um uh the first time that we had gabby come to a practice with us our, our singer um uh she sung american idiot and that's like oh nice that was like not that we were like auditioning her right because like we already knew that she was like a good singer but right like, um uh it was like all right let's see can you play some green day with us like let's see <laughs> beautiful yeah. so green day really green day really pulled us together yeah that's our like main influence yeah I'd i say. can see that yeah right <laughs> so now as a band like clearly green day is an influence for you per both personally and as a band in total sure, but yeah. is there any difference between that are there like some influences you have for liking music yeah or for wanting to play music that your band doesn't share as much maybe definitely um so definitely on on my front specifically i am like way more into like the beatles uh than anybody else in this band is but i also think that i'm just way more into the beatles than like most people are it's yeah. kind of unhealthy it's like <laughs> um, but they're good so nobody no, can fault right. you for that right yeah um yeah no but back to what i was saying to get before with like the strings i um that the beatles were like a big push for me with that um oh, like nice. the like uh gabby and dan uh wrote so this is um i'm teasing you now um we uh are we're we're putting out like a, a new bunch of songs soon um and one of the one of those songs but i write i like the sound of, of that so yeah right and um one of the one of the songs that uh we recorded was originally just going to be vocals and acoustic guitar 
And I was like, okay, this sounds cool. But I had been listening to a lot of the Beatles and I was like, I think that we could shape this more if we put like a string quartet with it. So I literally using the skills that I've learned in music school, right (laughs) at the John J. Cowley school of music at Montclair state university, (laughs) using those skills. I, uh, I literally wrote a string quartet to this song. Oh, cool! And then we got it recorded, which was a which was a whole process. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how like my like I'd say that like you know I have a bunch of, I have a bunch of influences. Um, uh, I'm kind of going all over the all over the place right now, but like the Beatles definitely got me there. Um, and another just another like quick example is like I got really into this band called Ballyhoo. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're I like don't a, think so. Yeah, what, what a, kind of music are they? They're a small. They're a smaller band from Maryland, and oh, okay. they um, they make <laughs> they make it's like Green Day meets Reggae. Interesting, and it's so good. It's so good. I like totally recommend them. They're awesome, um, and I got really into them, and then. Um, yeah, I got really into them, and then I was like, "Guys, we gotta do something that's reggae-ish." Right. So that's why you get like the reggae-inspired parts of the song "Caller ID." Right. Um. If uh, uh, yeah. If if people are people are checking checking that out, that <laughs> the verses of that song are like super heavy reggae-inspired. Right. With all the yeah. upbeats and the little drum fills that I do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that one. I, I actually put it on, I put Caller ID on a playlist that I had to make for the music team for radio. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, Thank no you, problem. Man. Thank you. Oh, and another, I got, and now I'm, now I'm thinking of another influence that I have. Um, strong Pink Floyd and strong oh, Pink Floyd. Of course. And yeah. that, and that also comes out in that song um, because you know, it was one thing to, you know, write the song and everything, but Gabby had this really clear image of like, this song was a voicemail, right? That you're leaving for somebody. And it's like, you know, um, specifically, she had the idea that you're, this person is leaving a voicemail for somebody. And then the other person picks up the phone while you're leaving the voicemail and just like tells you off. Okay. Um, yeah so she had this super specific idea and me an avid fan of the wall right Right. is like all right let's get some like sound effects in here like let's really sell that this is a this is a phone conversation yeah um so i was like i uh i got them to uh i got gabby to record the intro as if she was you know starting a voicemail right yeah um and then I actually had for the for the argument at the end I had Gabby and Dan just like fight and I just uh, pressed record on my computer and that's how we got that audio. <laughs> so you yeah. other than drums you're from what I've heard you act kind of like as the uh, for lack of a better word like creative director or like producer because <laughs> I I know during uh, I've talked to you like throughout all of quarantine and you said you started learning like music producing like mixing yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. do you do that with the band for the band now more than you did in the past? Well, uh, it's so 
it's interesting because like our creative process is really interesting. We'll, it'll usually like the way that it works is that somebody will come in with some kind of idea and then right. everybody just throws their stuff at it. Right. Oh, okay. um, but then when it comes to recording, I feel like, um, I feel like they'd agree with me that I, I feel like I have the most opinions about the recording <laughs> stuff that we do. And I think that's just because I did get really into recording and producing and I, all that stuff. So I got super into that side of it. Um, and they're more just, you know, they're, they're playing, uh, the, you know, they're, they're working on, you know, writing stuff specific for their instrument right. and expressing themselves like that. But for me, I, I really did get into the production side of it. So when it comes to that, I, I do feel like, I do feel like you're kind of, you're, uh, you, you're, you're definitely, you're right on there with, um, you know, a little, a little bit of like a creative direction yeah. <laughs> going on in the studio, but, um, right. yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. Uh, what I tell people about like our writing process, it's, it's usually much more democratic than, uh, -huh. uh the writing styles of a lot of other bands. Oh, that, really? Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've spoke to. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's often like somebody, it's often like, you know, somebody writes the song and then everybody else just kind of like, you know, you, you deal with it. But for us, it's right. very much just like everybody throws things at it until we come up with something that we all are a fan of. That's, so. that's a very interesting way to work. I never <laughs> thought about that because I, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on air like in the past year or so, but I'm I, at least I had tried starting a band once I got to college. And, you know, obviously uh, the fact that you really can't talk to people makes it kind of hard to meet new yeah, people. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult. Right. right. <laughs> but well, I've, I've been writing a lot of songs. And by that, I mean yeah. lyrics. So That's great. Your way of working, like working on it till everyone's happy with it, never really crossed my mind because yeah. But I thought by the time I would find people, I would still I would have a lot of things written and finalized, which yeah. I guess it's a way to see which way works better. Like it's something to try Definitely. both. Definitely, yeah. And um, I also, I mean, I have to say that um, – since, I mean, obviously the this pandemic has affected literally everybody, yeah. right? Um, and for for us, that meant you know not being able to have practices as right. often as we used to, and you know because we're not seeing them as much. Um, I decided to get into producing, but I also got into songwriting on my own. Um, oh, cool. So for the first time, I have been writing lyrics and like. I feel like I have like a much greater appreciation for that now. Um, Cause it's, it's hard. It's hard. Oh, it's hard 100%. to get that stuff right. It's hard to get that stuff right. Um, yeah. And I, now I'm thinking back, like after doing this, I'm thinking back to like the first rehearsals that we had with Gabby in middle school, which now uh, are absolutely crazy to think about um, because the way that she did it and it's actually, Oh my God, it's actually still the way that she does stuff um, is she, um, she just writes out lyrics as if she's like writing out like poetry or something on her phone. Right. Right. She just writes out like massive blocks of text um, in her notes app. Right. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah. And then she'll come to practice and whenever we're playing something, she'll just throw whatever at it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, um, I remember the first time that we were trying to write something together and, uh, I think it was, I think it was, it's actually, yeah, the song that shameless self plug, the song <laughs> that, um, 
the song that we wrote first is a song that's going to be coming out on the new collection oh. of songs that we have. So, nice. um, yeah, so you'll be able to hear that. But um, yeah, literally, she we started jamming, and uh, our guitar player Dan and I were just playing. Um, we're we're going, and she just starts singing like with words and we're like how are you doing that like are you freestyling and she's like no i have it on my phone we were like why like what are you doing like this is crazy (laughs) that's interesting because that way you can get like the melody and the lyrics to like see if they work together right it's it's totally wild and she i mean she definitely comes up with the melodies on the spot right um and uh i think i think that's what's cool about it because she gets to she gets to kind of choose where she applies like the different vibes of the different sets of lyrics, depending on the vibe of like the guitars and the drums. And, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely an interesting way to do it. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. basically that, that basically covers your songwriting process. Like how you guys come up with different songs and different tunes and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's mostly how it works for us, man. Uh, there's, there's been like, I don't know, maybe, there's been like a few exceptions to that. Like, like when we did honey, um, I wrote, I wrote the guitar and the bass and the drums to that. And I was just like, Hey, like, here's a thing that I did that I think is pretty cool. And then I told Gabby what I was like going for, um, in terms of like what, what it should be about lyrically. And she was like, I got you. And then she, (laughs) she actually wrote out the lyrics because I didn't think that I could write lyrics at the time. So I just didn't. Um, but that's yeah. cool. No, yeah, it's wild, right? Yeah. It's wild. I, I like yeah. hearing that. Like, that's a very, from what I've seen from other bands, it's a very unique way of working. Yeah, it's strange. It's fun, though. Yeah. It's it's fun. We we call it like, um, because it's, it's you know, on the, on, on the surface, it seems so like not what you, like not what you would do. Um, but we we kind of we have this thing that we do um and you know it sucks that we haven't been able to do it because you know quarantine and everything it's been right. hard to practice um but when we were writing a lot it would be like we called it like a sneeze where like somebody would play something and then everybody else would be like oh my god like i'm going to sneeze like that's <laughs> it like that's it oh my god i just have to i just got to i just got to like do something right. and i'll get it <laughs> Um, and, and then like, you would just play and it would be like, no, like do it again. And then you do it again. And everybody would play stuff at the same time. Right. And then it would be like, oh, that was it. Like we just sneezed. Like that was it guys. (laughs) Like that's the song. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's, I like, I like hearing that. That's very interesting. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it's so much fun. Um, and, and it's also cool too, because now that I started writing songs on my own, like. I have a process that's completely different than that. So it's cool that like I've been involved in the process of writing um, both in, in that like crazy collaborative way. And also in like the deep, like I'm doing this by myself and, you know, trying to really work out what the hell is going on. (laughs) You know, that's cool. I really like that. Now you mentioned something about how you plan to tour uh, this summer yeah. before COVID kind of yeah. came through and, you know, wrecked everything. <laughs> yeah. It was rough, man. Yeah. It was rough. Um, yeah, we, we were, um, yeah, I mean, we were, we were in the early stages of it. So we were like reaching out 
to venues right. and because you know if you want to if you want to tour as an indie artist right you know right. we don't have like a manager or like a record label who's gonna like get us on shows or anything right um you just do it all by yourself which is a lot of work um so <laughs> i can imagine it's it's straight up just like calling places and being like like hi we're a band from new jersey can we play at your venue <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're not gonna bring anybody but like it'd be fun right <laughs> uh, that's got to be like nerve-wracking well, you know what? Like, you make enough of those phone calls that you're just like making another phone call. But like, very true. You know, yeah, you're just kind of you're just kind of doing it. You know, yeah. it's a thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, when things come back, you know, we'll have we'll have all this experience under our belts. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> so now with touring, how yeah. long were you like? formally a band before you did your first show live in front of an yeah. audience yeah we uh so we did our first show um we did our first show when we were sophomores in high school oh cool um and we had been writing music for like a year before then right okay um i had been jamming with the bass player for an additional year before that oh um, okay so we had been doing that, but it was like a, a year of us writing music and playing it in like, you know, we played it, we played it, um, we played it like there's a block party that happens on my block every year in the summer. Oh, cool. um, and we, you know, we played our original stuff there one summer, but like, nice. um, yeah, well, once we, once we got a little bit, yeah, like it, it was like a solid year of writing music before we we were like, all right, let's, let's play a club. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So your first yeah. show was original stuff or yeah. was it like originals and covers? Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if we take it back to, um, if we take it back to like the, the, what I was just saying, the, the first, uh, first time we played in front of people was, uh, my block party. Right. Um, and that was a lot of covers. Okay. But that's, that's how it goes. I mean, like, like, I think a lot of people that are in bands can attest to the fact that playing songs that you know together is a really good way to help you find your sound. Right. And it's a really good way to help you find like, okay, like what do we all like? What can we do? And um, it's also nice. It's also like a, a nice challenge sometimes. Cause you know, you'll push each other. Like uh, I remember like there was one time that we were playing a song by the Foxborough hot tubs, you know, the Foxborough hot tubs. No, but I think I've heard of them. Yeah, it's weird. So basically, uh, Green Day wanted to make weird 60s music, but uh, they couldn't do it as Green Day. Right. So they made the Foxborough Hot Tubs, which is just Green Day, but just with a different name. Um, oh, so we, I, think, we actually, I think I remember you telling me about them. Yeah, we actually played a lot of their stuff when, <laughs> uh, when, like, when we were uh, doing stuff. Because, um, yeah, when we, when we were starting off. So like, I remember one of those songs had a guitar solo in it and Dan was like, I don't know if I could play that, but I'll try. And then it, like, he learned it and now he could do that, you know? So, oh, cool. you know, it's it, like learning covers like that is, is a nice way to help you find your sound and it, it pushes each other to, you know, learn new stuff. And right. I totally can't recommend, you know, starting with covers enough. It's, it's uh, yeah. definitely a really good way to do that. All right. It's good to know yeah. for our, for any of our audience who is looking to, you know, start a band and, you know, yeah. write their own stuff. 
which I can't recommend more. It's right. It's yeah. really fun. It's really fun. If you have any interest in do it, if you have any interest in doing it, totally recommend. It's so much fun. Yeah, because when I, as far as little as far as I got with my <laughs> very loosely named band uh, back in right, like right, last right. fall, we did a bit of covers. But at that point in time, I only thought of myself as maybe the lyricist rather than thinking of myself as maybe I can do the singing as well. But um, so basically the drummer I had and the guitarist I had, they played through like a few Green Day covers. They played through Basket Case. Classic. And, and I, I, unfortunately, I regret it, but I, I, I was just sitting there in the music studio, like in a chair, like watching them. I'm like, okay, this is happening. I can't do much, but it's happening. <laughs> Yeah, yeah dude that like it's such a good way to like you know like even just even just like playing that stuff with people for fun because i yeah. mean that's how i started with the bass player like right you know we didn't really have like crazy intentions like oh my god let's start a band it was like we both really like green day and we both play these instruments let's just right. jam which is so much fun yeah. totally can't recommend it more so much very fun. good way very good way to go about it oh yeah also a lot of fun have right. i said that it's fun because it's really fun <laughs> uh you might have mentioned it once yeah. or twice but <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> so now you have played um quite a i know you've played a lot of shows like before like when they were allowed yeah. i i yeah. went i went and saw you at one of them and yeah. i uh stone it was at the stone pony i remember stone pony yeah and that was really cool but out of like all the places you've played, what do you think is your favorite? What was your favorite show to play? Like individual show, uh, both personally and as a band. Are they? Do you all think one show was your greatest, or do you all have like different opinions on where the best show was? Okay, so I have I have two answers. Um, okay, my go-to is this venue. Uh, we played at the Asbury Lanes and we headlined that. And that was so much fun. Uh, that was amazing. The, the, the staff there um, are really great about like basically everything. Like it's just a totally different experience than any other venue that you go to because, you know, not to like, not to like diss like other clubs in the area, but like, right. A lot of times you show up and it's just like, okay, you're the band. Yeah, come on in, put your stuff over in the corner, and like we'll let you know when it's time for your yeah. ten second sound check, right? At the... <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but with with Asbury Lanes, they had us, uh, they had us sound check like way before everybody came in, and they got like all of our stuff like preset into the board. That way there was no sound checks live, um, and they had us, um, they they like gave us food. Like that's we always there, a plus i know right and we we had like a trailer that we could hang out in the background in the back there was a green room it wow. was like yeah right that like and and that's all on that uh, that's all on that venue they were they honestly like they that was the best treatment that we've ever got at a venue and it was also imagine. just a really it was also just a really fun show because that that venue has a bowling alley and a diner in the venue wow. yeah it's crazy loved i loved playing there so that to me was like my favorite um uh my favorite place that we've played right but okay. in terms of like my favorite like show like performance that ha right. happened 
we did a uh, like our first big headline show um uh back when we were we were still going by the name um uh basically what we did was we took a lot of the, we took like our favorite bands that we had been playing with at the times right um and usually like when you just in case people don't know how this works like usually when you're putting on a show um at this at this level right when you're putting on a show it's like you ask a venue to be put on a bill and they'll just throw you on as a headliner to some show right you know or if you are at the point where you're going to headline you say i want to play on this date and then they give you smaller bands that will open for you okay um, but the way that we did this show was we were like hey we really like these bands and we want this to be like a good show. So we reached out to all these bands ourselves and we put together this whole thing of a, a whole group of people that already knew each other. Oh, so there was Ooh. like chemistry between the acts. Yeah. That's got to make it all, a lot better. Exactly. And we, we kind of curated, you know, the sounds that were going on too, instead yeah. of, you know, getting a, a whole mishmash of, you know, roughly rock music. Like it was right. like, this was all stuff that, you know, it all kind of fit together. So, um, yeah, we, we were so excited about doing that show. Uh, and we called it, uh, the name of the show was Um and the Super Friends. Oh, nice. And I made the, I made the poster uh, like, a, like a comic book, uh, oh, like a cool. comic book thing. And um, we promoted it like an Avengers movie uh, <laughs> with a bunch of like little short films that I put together with wow. the other bands. So um, nice. that was like a really that that show was um, that show was a lot of fun to perform, and it was also just so nice because of the environment. Like everybody's friends, you right. know, and it was just it was so friendly, so welcoming. So that was my favorite. Um, that was my favorite like show, but um, in terms of like a venue, Asbury Lanes knows what's going on. Right. Yeah, because yeah, I I can imagine that playing with people you know and are familiar with is a lot easier and more fun because i remember um at the stone pony where i saw you guys you and your band went on up with some of the other bands and you all performed as like a huge group together <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. which i thought was really cool yeah it was it was a uh, it was it was it was funny um the flukes were like like literally like the day of they were like hey we're gonna do hey jude do you want to come up on stage with us and we were like what are we gonna do and they were like i don't know just like come up on stage with us and we were like all right <laughs> why not <laughs> why not so yeah that that was fun i mean we've been the we've been playing with the flukes for a bit too so um like we we end up on shows with, together with them a lot uh they were on the asbury lane show with us that we did. oh cool yeah yeah so we have a. Uh, we have we have a history with the flukes. They're cool. Right. Yeah. So is that like your favorite uh, band or artist to play alongside with, or are there others that you like as well? Um. Well, I have to say that the band that we've been playing with like so much, uh, like like going back to the first time we played at the Stone Pony, um, uh, is a band called Flourish. Right. Which okay. I don't know if they were on the show when you were there. Um, I believe but, so. Yeah. But we, you know, our, it's, I mean, our styles of music aren't even like that similar. Like they're a lot closer to like seventies rock. Um, right. 
like 70s-esque rock because i mean obviously it's we're not in the 70s right yeah but, um it's like definitely very 70s inspired rock um and uh even though like stylistically we're really different we get along like really well like we're all that's cool we're all like we're all like really good yeah. friends like we're all connected and like we've we've been like hanging out on zoom together like with our different bands like we'll come on we'll play like jackbox and uh, you know like, love jackbox right yeah yeah so we've been we've been doing stuff like that um with them so i think i think like the band that the band that like we're closest to uh in this area is definitely flourish right nice yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah. so hmm yeah so thank you so much that was actually really cool actually i do have one more question which is kind sure. of like you know, a regular question that most uh, musicians get asked, like, what is your um, advice for people starting off? I know we covered this uh, a little bit throughout the interview as a whole, but like to have it all compiled into one place for people who want to get into the music um, industry or start a band, especially in this uh, current climate that we're facing, what do you recommend? Okay. Um, Honestly, just do it. Uh, and I can't, I can't stress that enough. Like if you're, if you're interested even at all, the best time to start is right now. Like if, if you, if you play that game, which I did for a long time of like, you know, I'm gonna like, you know, I'll start tomorrow or like, I'll, I'll learn how to play guitar after this (laughs) thing in my life is going on. Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Like if you, if you keep doing that, it's going to, you're going to push it off and it, and it's not going to be something that you um, really get, get after. But if you really do want to do it, the, like the best time to start is like right now, like right. presently. Uh, and, and the quicker that you start just like doing stuff, the quicker that things will happen. And I know that that sounds like, like that, that might be like a weird, it's like, well, of course, if you're doing things, things will happen. But right. like, honestly, like that's how it worked with my band. Like, you know, we just liked playing music. So we just played music right. and things just kind of happen from there. I like, I, I can't, I really can't stress it enough. It, it, it comes down to just the dedication of wanting to do something. Right. And just persistence because honestly, persistence is what's going to get you through um, basically anything, ba- basically anything that you're dealing with. If as long as you're, as long as you're persistent and determined, that's right. gonna that's gonna push you through it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That actually is very helpful. Not, I'm sure, to everyone else, but personally to me, that actually really helped me. And I pro, I hope I'm gonna take that to heart after this, and you know, I, work some hard, work some more. Yeah, I, I dude, I I I'm really glad that I'm really glad that you've experienced. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that really glad that really glad that i could help in yeah any any possible way I, right yeah yeah <laughs> all right and now to conclude the interview we are going to go on to royalty recommends which is a pretty much a staple of the show at this point right after we run the other intro that i have
All right, and welcome to Royalty Recommends, the weekly section of the show where me and my guests both recommend at least one thing to the audience. And as per usual, Jack, why don't you take it away? Oh, man. Okay, so I have to say that my my brothers, my dad and I, have been watching a lot of movies, and recently we watched the movie Fargo. Oh, my God. I don't want to I don't want to say anything. It's just like because like the it's one of those things where it's based on a true story and right. you you really like can't see exactly where things are going and it's just everything just kind of happens um but the whole premise is that it's set in this like quiet Minnesota town. Right. Um is it Minnesota or North Dakota? I don't know. It's that area. Yeah, it's North it's North Dakota. I'm just dumb. Um but <laughs> Fargo, North Dakota. Um and it's like this nice town of like a bunch of really sweet people and everything and some crazy stuff happens and you get to see like the contrast of oh, okay. um, of like this nice town and some crazy things um and oh, also it's like unintentionally really funny like that that dichotomy makes it really funny Oh, interesting. Like, like the meaning that like the characters aren't trying to be funny, right? But, like the situations that they get in are like hilarious. So it's like it's gripping. Like you don't know what's gonna happen, and there's like a lot of like tension and stuff. But it's also like unintentionally pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all plus based there's on... Steve Buscemi. Oh, of course. And right, it's all yeah. based on true events. You said, yeah. Oh, yep. cool. Yeah, it's wild. It's nice. absolutely wild. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, like, who knows how close it is to, like, the actual events. Right, yeah, there's always um, a grain of salt to take those with. Definitely, but, man, it, literally from, like, the first scene, you're like, what is happening? So, I'm gonna, mine's also um, a viewing experience, if that's how you want to categorize something like this. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, like that I, I, I recently just finished the anime uh, Death Note. And like, Classic. it only took me four days. It's a very old anime. It's like five, no, wait, I'm sorry, 10, 14 years at this point. Whoa. I think so. Okay. 2020 to 2006, quick math. Yeah, for, uh, 14 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, it's intense. It's not, it's a, uh, not sci-fi. It's a mystery thriller drama. I guess that's where you can... Um, categorize it as supernatural stuff like that and I finished it in like three or four days it's like 40 episodes long and I just blew right through it yeah which um, (laughs) might not have been the best considering you know this was like finals week and I had a lot of work to do but (laughs) oops But but did you get it done you got the work done I think so so you got the work done and death note done so like doubly productive Yeah, I guess I don't consider watching TV productive, but yeah, if you want to make if I want to make myself feel better, I can look at it that way. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Jack, for coming on for this interview. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. If uh, people are interested in learning more about you or the band, uh, where could they find you? So, you can straight up Google "You Might Be Mine" and we will come up. Um, so, uh, you do that, you'll, you'll get us on like Instagram, Facebook. Um, we have a website, um, and it's 
all of our like Twitter, YouTube, every everything uh, is just you might be mine. It's just okay. it's just our name. So you you definitely can find us all over. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And thank you all for watching slash listening. This has been King Chaos. I have been Kyle Pepitone. And I've been Jack Powers. (laughs) And we will see you all next week. Goodbye.